Hi, I'm Kayla Rose from Saving Escape, and this is my V Difference Spotlight. I was five and he was six. We rode horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. He would always win the fight. Bang, bang. He shot me down, bang, bang. I hit the ground, bang, bang. That awful sound, bang, bang. My baby shot me down.
one more. <laughs> Thanks. We're here with Kayla Rose, who, who we just got to hear play a couple of her original songs along with uh, Saving Escape, and that was, that was tremendous. So thank you for that. So first and foremost, how do people find you? How do they find your music? How do they find your page? Yeah, Brad, thank you so much for having me. Um, if you want to find my music, find my page. Um, the EP that we just released is called Old Soul. That's from my band, again, Saving Escape. You can find that. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Look up Saving Escape. You're going to find that. Go on Spotify. Look us up. You'll find that album. Um, and then my personal page being Kayla Rose Official if you're wanting to see me on the side. All right. And the, the band makeup is you obviously are the lead singer. You have Jacob, lead guitar. You have Charlotte on bass and Alex on, on drums. I mean, how did you guys meet? You guys have such a good rapport with each other. You're fantastic on stage. How did you guys meet? How, how did the group develop? Yeah, actually, this is a pretty funny story. So um, Jacob and Charlotte and I all went to the same music academy. Um, and then in eighth grade, I was like, you know, I really want to start this band. There's this really cute boy. He plays drums for this school <laughs> band. So um, we're going to invite him over for band practice. So I had a huge crush on Alex. Um, so we invited him over. We had our first band practice. It was terrible. Um, but then we stuck together, and now here we are five years later, and we're inseparable. That's fantastic. Do you That's still have a crush on the boy? No, I do not. <laughs> it's God, over. No. It's str he's strictly he's business and professional now. No, we're like brothers. That, that just Brothers and sisters, that just be weird, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. how, how does the, uh, the band get along? I mean, you guys have been together for a, a long time, but I would imagine that there's some difficult moments along the way. <laughs> I mean, there's br those brother-sister rivalries, I'm sure they're... Oh. They spark up at times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Charlotte and I have been best friends. We were best friends before the band. Um, and we literally practically live together at this point. We're actually moving in together next year. And so we, on our own, bicker quite a lot. But then the boys are kind of in the same mm. route. Like, they are pretty much siblings. So we're always button heads. But, I mean, we work together beautifully. Like, I don't want people to think that because, you know, we have this brother-sister-sibling rivalry all the time that it's, like, affecting the band in any way. It's not. It's just, it's kind of like an interesting dynamic. So, yeah. Well, and, Nick, this is the first time that you were able to see Kayla perform. I mean, that was pretty awesome. We saw Rhyme of Reason and uh, Revelation was the second song that we heard. But, I mean, what... i 
you describe that? So I'm Nate? generally unimpressed with lots of things, and I got chills while I was, while I was filming. So oh, I thought you. it was wow. excellent. I know thank Brad you. actually knows I'm like not lying it's, if I'm so saying that. So Nick is like the hardest person to impress. So to say that he got chills, that is a massive compliment. Well, thank you so yeah, much. So I could just tell while you were singing how much you were into the song. Yeah. Um, like eyes closed, just like deep, like I'm the only person here. Mm-hmm. So that was... Uh, and then it sounded great. It was really, really good. Yeah. Well, thank you. One of the things that I do when I'm performing is um, a lot of people think that when you're performing a show that you're performing for everybody else in the room. But the reality of the situation is that I'm not doing anything but performing for myself. And I think that in turn, that's why people are drawn to the band. Because we're really not trying to put on a show for other people. We're trying to ha- make an experience that you know we can enjoy. And then in turn, other people can experience that with us. So when you're saying like, I have my eyes closed on stage. I'm not paying attention to anybody else. It's just because I feel like I need to feel it the most first. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, everybody else is going to be able to feel that with me. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Well, it comes off so natural. Like It just seems like you were born to be on a stage singing. So like, h- how long have you known that? Were you two years old and singing? When I was three years old, I used to dance around in the house in every which way, just singing as a little kid. And then finally my mom was like, you know, I feel like this isn't just like a little thing. Like mm-hmm. this is definitely something we need to start having her do professionally. Um, and so then I started taking guitar lessons with the music school. And then it just kind of developed. And now like I, lit- I don't see myself doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And then like on, on your page and I'm reading about you, it sounds like the O'Keefe Music Foundation was a pretty like big part of your music career, especially early on. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Josh Cole um, mm-hmm. also worked with you a lot on guitar. And then I, I don't know if this is more recently, but Brett Manning is a mm-hmm. vocal coach who is, is very well known in the industry. Yeah. Uh, so maybe how have those um, how have people along the way kind of helped push you and really help you to kind of find your sound and your maturity as a singer? Yeah, well, definitely starting with the Music Academy, I was just absolutely 
um, terrified going on stage as a kid. And then um, they definitely helped me blossom. Um, but Josh Cole, my guitar teacher, he is the most influential musician in my life for sure um, because he kind of taught me that, like I was telling you earlier, it's not about anybody else. It's about doing it for you and performing because it's you expressing yourself. And then Brett Manning, we finally decided it was time to get to a point where um, you know, I could sing, but I couldn't sing to my fullest potential. I needed to know how to maximize my voice, um, work on breathing patterns, work on all different stuff. So that way I can, it, like if I go on the road for two months, my voice isn't going to be lost after two weeks. So, mm -hmm. so just to help me kind of build a stronger foundation for that. So the breathing patterns, is that something you do prior to singing or is it like throughout the whole time that you're performing, you're kind of, you're thinking about it? So... It's, it's actually really difficult. I found out I've been singing wrong my entire life. Um, so wow. your breathing is extremely important. If you don't get your breathing pattern right while you're performing, that's why you lose your energy. That's why your voice starts to go out. Not only that, but they were telling me that I was singing in my throat when in reality I need to be pushing. It sounds crazy, but I need to be pushing all of my air down and projecting outwards. Okay. And um, it, it sounds really crazy. If I tried to explain it to you, you'd probably look at me like I was insane. But um, no. there's a lot more that goes into singing than people realize. So are there, I've seen like the crazy exercises where you put like something on the wall and you try to like hold it on the wall for like an extended period of time? Did she you know do anything? She's looking at you like you're crazy. All right, I'm just, I guess I'm trying, did you do anything crazy like that? I haven't or done any anything like that, but I do some pretty weird vocal exercises. Like one of the Tier ones, one. yeah, one of the ones that I do, <laughs> which people think is like really insane, is um, you want to get into your vocal fry. So you start really high and then you get really low. You go, meow. <laughs> and you go over and over again. You're doing all these things like, um, <laughs> another one that could be like, bop, 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 and you're making all these really harsh noises. And like, if somebody just saw me standing around, like if I did that in public, people would genuinely right. think I'm crazy. I think Nick and I should try one. <laughs> so which one should we try? Should we try well, the I don't understand the meow but part. Let's try it one more so time. Have, have Nick do the meow. Meow. So you start normal, you get really, really <laughs> high. high really low. And then you get the vocal fry as you come I hate back you down. For this, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. That was exactly. so good, Nick. You have a talent. Except that you want to do it like 20 times in a row, but right. I don't think that we're going to yeah, do my that face today. Is too red. All right, it's, it it's my turn. I'm going to do, I don't want to, let me do something other than the meow. What was the okay, other one? Okay, let's see. Well, I, but you, you just don't want to be embarrassed. You're like, let me do, do some Do you want me to do the yes, meow? Yes, I do. I want to hear All it. All right, can, let me hear you do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> meow. Oh, man. All right, all right. <laughs> Meow! <laughs> 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 it sounded I like a cow was coming I out. I think that you need to get in a lesson with Brad. I think God, that that is the conclusion to this. Was that really bad? <laughs> was that, that, was, that was not <laughs> that good, was, huh? That was Every, everyone around, every, you can't see this off camera, <laughs> but meow. everyone around here is laughing at Brad pretty hard right now. <laughs> see, I did not want to do the meow for that reason because I knew that was going to so be So what terrible. does that do that just helps you open up to be able to hit the notes that you need to hit so later? Yeah, and also with the vocal fry, you're starting higher, you're working your way lower with that vocal fry. It's actually helping smooth out all of the kinks in your voice um, because you actually, um, there's a lot of different steps to your voice when you're going from like your chest voice to your head voice to your mix voice. There's places where you're going to break. And so when you're working with that vocal fry, you're working with coming from the high end mm. to coming down low. It helps to smooth over those transitions. So that way you're not, you know, having a total break in the middle of your set. 
That's interesting. I would, things I would never, ever think about. Mm. Yeah. So you obviously have a natural ability to sing, but then there's these little there's things that you can pick up along the way to like increase your talent. But how much is too much? Like You don't want to be thinking too much on stage either. No, I mean, you don't want to be thinking too much on stage. And it does definitely get hard because like you want to do everything, like I said, to the maximized potential. Um, so that way you're salvaging your voice because you don't want to give it your all right away. But then at the same time, you do want to give it your all. So it's kind of hard to find that middle ground. But honestly, I think that the main thing is practicing, having your vocal exercises beforehand. So that way you're just ready when you get up there. Because I honestly don't even think about it. I'm probably doing a bunch of things I shouldn't be doing when I'm on stage. But my mind is n not, it's way up in the clouds at that point. I'm just not even there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So what are the nerves like? The nerves? Um... I guess it depends. I don't really get nerves a lot of times anymore. Um, I used to. I will say the last time that I had nerves was before our EP release show in January um, when we performed our release party for the album we just released. Um, and that was just because... I knew that everybody there was there to see the band and they weren't there to see another band and we were opening for them, um, which is how it usually goes. Um, but I kind of just realized like, hey, these people are here to see me. They're very passionate about my music. They like my music. They're here because they care about us. Um, and so that kind of helped me cure that nerves and or those nerves in that sense. But on a regular basis, I think I've just kind of gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. If these people don't like me, then don't listen to my music again. Like, it's so, so simple. So, like, prior to the show, are you quiet? Like, prior to going um, on stage and you're trying to, like, get in your zone or your element? It does not sound like that no. is you at all from what I'm seeing. <laughs> I mean, there are times when I'm like, okay, I need a minute to myself. But normally, it's the exact opposite. I'm trying to get my energy before I even get on stage. Because you don't want to get on stage and then have to build your energy up, get into it while you're on set because your first song you want to draw people in right from the get-go so like charlotte and i are literally like blaring music dancing around the green room like singing having a good time i'm sure so many like vocal coaches if anybody's listening that's like you know really um anal about music they probably hate that i do this because mm -hmm. i probably should be resting but i don't think it's good for the mental state to just kind of like sit and have your calm compose. so wait what do you listen to I actually don't listen to a lot of rock music when we're prepping for shows. Um, recently, Charlotte and I have been getting into a lot of 90s rap. Ooh, and so wow, like some really like old school hip hop and stuff. That would That's the type the of stuff that gets me old hyped school, up. Huh? Like so old school hip hop. I mean, 90s is old school. I, was I know. It just makes me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, anybody in particular right um, now that you're enjoying? I really, really... Um, so Biggie is like my favorite. I know that Biggie's like really stereotypical, um, but recently I've been really getting into, yeah, I mean, for a reason, Biggie is wonderful, juicy, hypnotize, all that's just, it's all good. But, um, Wu-Tang Clan, yes. love wow. Wu-Tang, love Wu-Tang, so. Good for you. I yeah. listen to Wu-Tang all the time. I would not have expected that. <laughs> not a lot of people would, yeah. not a lot of people would, but I do listen to pretty much every genre, so. Okay, well, I have five questions. These are actually prepared questions for oh. you. Okay? We have asked every artist uh, these five questions throughout your last mm -hmm. interview, so sixth interview of the series, so are you prepared for these questions? I don't know. Should not, I be I, nervous? I don't think they're going to be hard. No, they're not bad. <laughs> okay, so if somebody, this is question one, mm -hmm. but if somebody had never listened to your music before 
and you had one song that you're like, this is the one I want you to listen to before you listen to the rest of what I have here, what would that song be for you? Um, probably Revelation, um, which was the song that I just played Perfect. for you. Definitely the full band version. I'd be like, here's, this is the album, listen to this song. But it encaptures so much of who we are in that song because it starts out really slow and intimate. And I didn't play it, but the ending of that song is just like it's supposed to be super chaotic. And so it just kind of gives a good um, mixture of our different sounds. Well done. All right. Question two. Okay, If you could perform with or see any band, musician, artist, dead or alive, who would that person be for you? Um, you said Wu-Tang Clan earlier, no. so <laughs> excluding Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> who would that be no, for you? It should definitely be Wu-Tang Clan. I don't think that Saving Escape would be a good opener for Wu-Tang. <laughs> However, that would be a lot of fun. Um, but honestly, which I'm sure that this doesn't come as a surprise to people that know me already, but Led Zeppelin, if I could play with Led Zeppelin, I would die <laughs> what are your thoughts on Greta Van Fleet they have a lot of similarities oh, the, side, the deep side all I'll say is I have a lot of respect for them and I'm really <laughs> glad that they're bringing rock and roll music back into the mainstream media there you go they're from my hometown so you got to be careful here oh yeah that's all right excellent politically correct Frank and that's, that's right you're from Michigan yeah yeah Frank and Michigan oh, wow. shout that's out to the Eagles he's actually in the hall of fame now of Seriously? Of the well, not of Frankenmuth. Oh, no, no, I don't know. If, no, I'm not in the Frankenmuth one. I'm in the Saginaw County Hall of Fame. Oh, the oh. county. Yeah, I'm in the county Hall of Fame. Yeah. Congratulations. What? Happened on Sunday. I'm a Hall of Famer. I was a basketball player. Oh, okay. You probably, okay. yeah. You, you, it was she in the no '90s. Clue. You in know, the way, 90s. way back, way back. Back in the old. No, school. not in the '90s. <laughs> 2013 was my last year. It wasn't that long ago. Okay. <laughs> question three and mm -hmm. four. This is a two-part question. Okay. But what was your lowest moment as a musician? And then what has been your best moment? I would say my lowest moment. We played at a bar in Hamilton and I had lost my voice mm. and I had tried to get a hold of the band that we were opening for. And we were like, listen, like, I can't sing this show. Like, I, if you really need me there, obviously we'll come and we'll try. And they had, they were like, well, you know, like you should just come and do it anyways. And it was like the most humiliating moment for me. I remember just getting off stage, going immediately to my car and just crying to my mom because I was so embarrassed. Um, and after that, I didn't want to play live for a while because it was just like one of those moments where it's like, I don't want to show my face yeah, after this. it could be this. traumatizing. But I would say like going back to our EP release show, that was one of the first times I really opened up as a musician. Um, prior to that, I would get nervous going on stage. I get nervous about speaking to people. That's been probably one of my biggest um, things to kind of get over is the speaking aspect and having a personality on stage. Mm -hmm. And once I finally was able to play for a crowd on like a serious stage and have it be people coming to listen to me, I kind of realized like, you know what, I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's just how it's going to be. And so I kind of like, you know, I went from down here and now we're up here. Preach. Yeah. Why well, Because you go play on stage, but then telling the backstory and then mm -hmm. saying what you want to say in between songs, that probably takes, I mean, a little bit, I don't want to say a different talent, yeah. but it takes a, a mindset on your end to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, it definitely does. And at the same time, like the issue kind of comes where I can get into my music immediately. The first song, I can be into it with my whole heart, but as soon as it stops, the music's gone and I don't have my four best friends behind me backing me up. And I realize that it's all on me to have to speak a certain way, to connect with people in a certain way that used to be daunting. But then I realized that 
you know, I'm singing exactly what I want to sing about. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. If there's something that I think there's a problem, I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to connect with people in the way that I need to. Um, and so kind of just have to get in the mindset of it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And then you can kind of go from there. Well said. I agree with that in life. Yeah. I feel like this kind of goes into our next question, and this is the last one out of the five, so okay. you're not sweating yet. You look like you're relatively comfortable here. <laughs> but what advice would you have for a younger musician, maybe, some, maybe someone that's like eight years old, seven years old, ten years old, kind of just starting on their music journey as a, a singer, as a musician, mm -hmm. as a producer, composer? You know, what kind of advice would you give to them? Like I just said, there, there are a few reasons, well, there are many, many reasons why people are doing music they're performing it's a way to express yourself so what I would say to somebody is never lose sight of the fact that you're doing this because you love to do it if you're a musician it's because you want to express yourself you have the opportunity to be creative in a way that's so unique and so special and do exactly that exactly the way you want to do it and don't let anybody else's opinion shape your creative you know, your creative self. It's only you that can do that. Well said again. I mean, Love you're spot it. on right now. I do have one more question I'm going to add. Yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the end goal for you? Do you have one? The oh. end goal? I mean, it's, it, I mean, you're obviously. You're very young to have a necessary end goal, but. Well, yeah. the end goal ideally would be to be able to do this for a living, that this is my number one career. But at the same time, I don't think necessarily there's an end goal to being a musician, because like I said, the reason I'm doing this is because it's the best way for me to express myself. So I guess the end goal is to just be as comfortable in my skin as possible and have people that can connect with me on that level. Love it. All right. Well, you were pretty good, so thanks for your time. All right, and we always end with the same question every time on the mm -hmm. Be Different podcast. Unless, Nick, you want to add, you want to throw one more in there? No, we can end. We can end here? All right. Well, we're called the Be Different podcast, and our goal is to connect with local community leaders that are uh, kind of pushing their passion and their art, and mm -hmm. we feel like you're obviously making that happen, and you put it on display today. So what is it about you and Saving Escape that makes you guys different? I would just say that what makes us different is the fact that we are trying to put out a sound that's unique to everything. I mean, we definitely are a rock and roll band, but we also we include funk into it. We include so many different genres. Like, the boys are getting really into psychedelics, so we have kind of <laughs> created... Oh. Well, psych psychedelic music is just great. Like, King oh. Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. I, I, I didn't realize you meant music. I just... Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, wow, just really no. putting that up. No, no, no. No, like, like psychedelic music, but we have created... <laughs> There's no going back. Sorry. We've created a unique sound, and I think that something else that kind of sets us apart from a lot of people is the fact that we're just, we're trying to connect with people in a way, you know, we're trying to express ourselves, be creative. We want people to be able to follow us on that journey. So, yeah. All right. And uh, upcoming events that are coming up on your end. I know this won't be coming out until probably the Wednesday prior to Thanksgiving. Uh, so I don't know if you can think that far ahead or to December and January. Yeah, um, I know that we are playing, um, I think it's the 22nd, we're going to be playing down in Chicago. I don't know the venue off the top of my head. And then I think it's Tuesday the 26th, we're going to be playing at Cosmic Charlie's in Lexington. Um, so those are going to be our shows um, for November. Um, if you want to see more, though, you can always check out, like I said, our Instagram, our Facebook. We post about all of those, so... 
you can see a little bit more in advance because I'm honestly the band member that they're like, okay, Kayla, today's the show, and I show up. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, thank you, Kayla, for uh, coming in today. Thank you. Yes, and, uh, yes, thank you for coming. Well, thank you, Nick Given, for coming on because it has been a while since you have graced your presence on this channel. And I'm it, just it, glad that the people got to hear my voice. Yeah. Really. I, people I'm just glad they got to hear you meow. I am not glad that people heard me meow. Uh, <laughs> that is, I'm so excited that was to hear that. absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I am embarrassed, and we may have to put this podcast in the basement because of that. <laughs> so uh, for Nick Given, Kayla Rose, and Brad Redford and the Be Different podcast, Greg Wichard, of course, we're out of here. Thank you.